Welcome to the Witty and Gritty Podcast, where we believe that lifelong learning and relentless determination are essential to developing your passions and reaching your goals. Here to help you along the way are the hosts of the show. Take it away, ladies. Hey, y'all. I'm Brooke. And I'm Farron. As educators and high achievers, we're passionate about providing our listeners with effective strategies to help navigate life's obstacles and reach your goals sooner. Join us as we break down credible research that gives you a fresh perspective and challenges your limiting beliefs. Laugh and grow as we share personal anecdotes and interviews from people that have demonstrated what it takes to be successful. By implementing these practices, you will develop your unique skill set and learn how to better serve your community. Get your mind right. And enjoy this time designed just for you. All right, this is episode 89. We are in the first of our interview section, which is my personal favorite. It's my favorite too. Can't be the same. I was going to say, oh God. (laughs) No, I think it's just awesome because we read these books. They're full of great wisdom, but then we love to bring real life people that are living out the truths in the books. So I know y'all get a little tired of hearing from us. So we try to break it up for y'all some. So today our first interviewee is Jessica Day. She's a digital media planner and health coach. So we have her on today. and We are super excited to talk about Jenny Allen's book and the principles behind it. So why don't you say hi for us and introduce yourself, Jess. Hello, I am Jessica Day. Um, Like she said, I run lifestyle blogger-ish day party of five. I'm a mom. I have, uh, <laughs> I have a five-year-old and four-year-old twins. Um, my wife, I do all the things. So I'm so, so excited to be on with y'all. Yay. Okay. So Jenny Allen's book, it's get out of your head and the tagline is stopping the spiral of toxic thoughts. So everybody has battled with this. And if you haven't, you're lying. <laughs> So. Not to call you out or anything. I could have probably said that nicer. So if you haven't, maybe dig a little deeper within to see if you have in fact struggled with toxic thoughts. Was that better, Karen? Well done. Well done. Not editing out the first one. Some people needed that. We <laughs> <laughs> bet. All right. So Jessica, take us back to the beginning. Maybe not the day of your birth, but... <laughs> Can you take us back to maybe one of your first memories when you first remember having anxiety, even if at the time maybe you didn't know it was anxiety, but when did Absolutely. I remember my very first anxiety attack. So it's a really fun story. I was on my victory lap, possibly my second victory lap of college. It was a struggle for me. Um, and it was just rough. And I called my dad mid my first one, um, called my dad and I told him that I was going to drop out of college and become a hairstylist. This is my mom is a hairstylist. So that's where my brain was going that I could do that too. Right. This is not knocking hairstylists. Like it's not an easy way out, but that was my plan. Dad bawling, hyperventilating. I'm going to drop out of college and I'm going to become a hairstylist. And he's like, what? what are you doing? Why are you, can you breathe? Like, are you okay? So my dad's a nurse and, um, he was in Dallas and I was in Arlington and he immediately hung up and came and got me and took me to the doctor, um, where they were like, yes, you are in fact having an anxiety attack. Let's, let's give you something for that. Um, cause I was, I was ready to march down to the office and say, peace out. I'm done with all this. So, 
Um, from that point on, I got on daily anxiety medication. Um, I wouldn't say it worked because to be quite honest, my diet consisted of um, energy drinks. And when I wasn't drinking energy drinks in college, it was alcohol. So, and I mean, I, I was taking ADD medication because let's, why not? Why not put that all together? That seems like a great balance out, right? It wasn't. So that was my very first time I had my anxiety attack and got put on medication. And I mean, it was fine. I didn't have any more anxiety attacks for a long, long time. Um, but I was not healthy. So kudos to dads who are out there like, cause I remember calling my dad in similar situations and he would immediately drive and be like, okay. And we would go to IHOP. Yeah. <laughs> I think there are a lot of dads out there that would be like, okay, I don't know how to help you. <laughs> Doctor, like basic, starting with the basic needs. So your dad sounds awesome. And that just, that goes back to just what we talk about all the time is if you, you've got to take care of those very basic things before you can even think about growing in certain ways. So yeah. Are, are you putting the right things in? Not just diet, but also like in your input, what you're listening to, what you're hearing, what you're reading, what you're consuming. So whatever. Absolutely. I was unhealthy. Like you name it. I was um, a mess. So that's when it all started. <sighs> So then when do you think um, you decided to try something different? Um, I'm sure you'll go more into the medication route, but it sounds like medication doesn't just magically fix it. It definitely can help, but how? I I don't necessarily think, first off, I think anxiety and depression a lot can go together and it's hard to differentiate those two. So me as an adult, those two definitely go hand in hand more. Um, Back then, I was a mess. So I had three kids in two years. Um, During that time, I had, with when I was pregnant with my twins and after, I had a molar crack. I had Bell's palsy. I had shingles. I had high blood pressure. Um, I like, I was literally falling apart because hello, I was healthy. So my, once again, my anxiety was out of control. Um, and I was on all these medications again, um, this time it was, you know, antivirals, steroids, things like that to control the Bell's palsy. Um, and I remember a day called my mom and I was like, I'm raging, like, Rage clearly is a thing. I was raging mad. No reason. I just didn't, I couldn't handle it. I was like, I, I'm going to go insane. And I don't say that lightly. I truly was like, there's something wrong. I can't do this anymore. So talked to my doctor and they advised not to do this, but I got off my medication, all of it. And I went to an acupuncturist. Um, one of my very best friends went to school in Austin uh, for acupuncture and she's like, just try it. And I think the um, combination of, I was a new mom, I was overwhelmed with absolutely everything. The thought of taking three children under, under two at that point out was overwhelming. I was overwhelmed, I was falling apart. So I think 
number one, just laying down for an hour in silence in this office where he's playing like these magical tunes and there's, there's aromatherapy and he's in it. And there were some needles in my face, but they, they don't hurt all of (laughs) that's normal. Right. Um, all of that put together, I really feel like was my first introduction to self-care, which people want to it's bathtubs and this and that. Like it was true self-care of me sitting my behind down and shutting up and just sitting there (laughs) in silence. And I really needed that. That was the beginning of that. And then that really rolled into meeting other twin moms and finding a tribe that got the weird specifics of having this many kids and this many times. Um, and I met my kid's pediatrician who was like, I was morbidly obese at this point. Like I say that laughing, but it wasn't funny. Um, and so I started changing my diet and I lost the 65 pounds in five months, but my, um, self-esteem went up. I had endometriosis, my cycle within the first month of changing my diet finally regulated. Like I was at my doctor, they were going to take my uterus out. Like it was, I was so unhealthy um, that finally like changing my diet and saying, okay, huh, these things like caffeine and sugar are huge triggers, not only for my anxiety, but for my hormones like, hello, it's so crazy that what you feel your body actually matters. And more than just fueling your body, like with food, fueling your body with sitting down and being quiet, <laughs> like your silent time and fueling your body with being around women that lift you up. Um, that was like my big, all those things kind of led up to that big, like, <gasps> it's me. (laughs) Like I, I, there are times that of course, like it is a, in your brain thing that you can't control. Like that is a given. There are times that you do need to go to the doctor. I get that. But then there are times that it's you and you aren't taking the best care of yourself. So get it together, girl, and take care of yourself. I love that. Jenny Allen's book, you hit on two huge points that she talks about. She talks about choosing to be still and just maybe you just need to stop moving for just a second. Yes. <laughs> do contemplative prayer. You can meditate. You can just be silent and see how God is speaking to you. And you also talked about community, which is huge. We talk about that all the time on the podcast. Jenny Allen talks about it all throughout her book. We're not meant to walk alone in this life and we'd be silly to think it if we could. So I love that you found very specific who serves you and who can help lift you up because not everyone has twins. So I can see why getting that specific would help. So if someone is struggling with something very specific, there's a group for that. There's a community somewhere for that. So how did you find this, the twin mom group? How did you, how were you able to do that? Facebook, (laughs) a Facebook group. Um, I, I'm one to research. And so, I mean, if I went to, went to college, I'm going to go, I went and creeped on people that went there. Like I'm kind of creepy. Um, but you know, I was having twins. So there's a million twin mom groups and there are specific like region wide groups. 
So I found them. Um, another great way to do that is, I know this sounds crazy, but like hashtags on Facebook, I get a lot of messages now because I hashtag Bell's palsy in my posts and I have women reach out to me in, in that battle, in that space where they're like, oh my gosh, what do I do? Is this forever? And I'm able to just sit and talk with them. And so hashtags are another great way to kind of find your people. Um, your community, just different people. Because if they're hashtagging it, I, I want to believe that they care. So it sounds like you're in a really good place now, but do you have those tough days, whether it's a food craving or maybe the Bell's palsy today, you don't have anything positive to say about it. What do you do to combat any anxiety when it arises? Um, honestly, I have, uh, if it's a really, really bad day, I still have a clonazepam that's in as needed. Like if I feel, I can feel an anxiety attack coming on now. I battled with it for long enough. So that is an option. But first <laughs> I try to, um, I, what do I try to do? I mean, drink water. That sounds so silly but I try to drink water. Um, I try to really put my phone down and get away from whatever. Honestly, sometimes I don't know what's causing me anxiety. Isn't that anxiety? Like I have no clue why I'm anxious sometimes, but if I can specify it, if I can really sit down and pinpoint where this is coming from or a general like feeling, I distance myself Um, and really just getting quiet for me is a, is a really big game changer, getting quiet, drinking water, being intentional. That's my best thing is being intentional with what I'm doing in my time and myself. So what is a way that your spouse and your family in your house can support you with that? I'm sure you have, I mean, knowing Enneagram one, I would be like, (laughs) I need, when this happens, we're going to do this, 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 this so like what what do you have set in place already because it's not just fly by the seat of your pants you can't you have three tiny humans there's no way you can just be like oh today I'm going to distance myself <laughs> and also right. forget all of you goodbye um so I mean I have a great support system my mom still comes and helps out every now and then um she's around to where she she also I mean battles with her own anxiety and things. So she's been very much on my side. She'll call me on my crap sometimes and be like, Hey, you're, you're, um, not okay. And there are times when I'm like, yeah, I don't even want to be around myself. What's up with that? Right. And she's like, yeah, well, do you need anything? So my mom's really helpful. Um, my husband, of course, he doesn't quite get it. Um, he doesn't, he's the type six. (laughs) So I feel like he's, that's his normal is anxiety. (laughs) So I don't know if he knows any different. (laughs) He's chicken little. The sky's always falling. So he's like, what? That's, that's not normal for you. Um, (laughs) but he, he is, if he sees me getting to that, I will get to that point where it's like, can you not touch me? There will be times I'm like, I I'm touched out for the day. (laughs) That's a big, flag for everybody. If I get touched out by the end of the day, he's like, Hey, go to the room. And and it isn't like a judgmental anything. It's like, Hey, go to the room. Like I've got this, he'll go to bed. I can do this routine. So I'm very, very blessed that he can kind of look over and be like, go take a shower. 
Like, go, go, go to your office. Do you need work? Um, so that's nice. Yeah. Some of our audience is of course, maybe in that same boat where they don't understand anxiety and they might have, you know, friends or loved ones going through it. So I love what you said about your mom and husband. Um, have you found anything that like your friends can do like a way they can support you or reach out to you or just, is there any way that your social circle kind of your tribe can reach out to you or support you just if our audience has a friend that they think is struggling with anxiety how best could they serve that friend just check in just check in because I I have a I I don't know if this is me or has people with anxiety but I tend to kind of go away <laughs> put up a wall and I'm like I can't handle anything else so I love you but I cannot handle whatever you're saying to me today. So there'll be times when I just don't even respond back. Um, and I have friends that will be like, Hey, are you okay though? And they really, they know me well enough by now. They're like, Hey, but really like, are you okay? Can I, can we talk about it? Like, can people will pray, some of my friends will pray for me and we'll, we'll do those things. So really, um, there are times that I may need a day and they'll say, Hey, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, and I'm honest at this point, I really speak up about it. I'm, I'm a huge mental health advocate. So like, I, I know how to communicate that, but even if I didn't at this point, um, just checking in and just saying, I really don't think you're okay. I love you. And just kind of reminding them of that. Whenever, so what is going on between your ears whenever you feel like, you are starting to have an anxiety attack or if you're down in the valley, what is, how are, what is your self-talk like? Do you have some go-to statements or what do you do when you start to feel yourself kind of spiraling with those thoughts? Now um, I go to what is causing this? What did, what did I put into myself that made everything kind of seize up right here? Um, And it could be, it could be anything. Um, most of the time I can identify, okay, I read this and I really don't like that person. (laughs) And it just brought up all these other things. And now I'm like, um, maybe I'm not doing enough. I'm a type three. So it's always like, what can I do more? Um, so that's what it is. When I, when I feel it coming, I instantly try to identify where it's coming from. If I can, of course, there are times that it's anxiety, but, um, I, I would say 80% of the time it's from something. It's something that I have put in that is toxic and that is causing that, that feeling that bubbling up. It's about to happen. I'm about to lose it. So after you identify it, it sounds like you, then do you take it to put it in perspective again? Absolutely. I talk myself down to like, does this really matter? No, (laughs) unless it's my, unless it's my children or my family or I don't have anxiety about God. So he's not a problem in my life. Um, (laughs) But, you know, I identify it and then talk myself down and I really pray about it or just kind of sit there and think like, is this that big of a deal, girl? Like, you okay? 
That's it. <laughs> so we did back in the fall, we did an Enneagram and relationships mini series. And we had a therapist come on and talk about the Enneagram and how it connects to your physical body and your body relationship. So it was, re- it's very interesting seeing you like physically clutch your chest and you're a three in the heart feeling triad. So it's yeah. like what everything that Whitney said on those three episodes was it's just cool to see like it's actually manifesting itself in you as you're talking right now so if you're interested in that listeners I'm I'm 100% I can't wait to go back and watch that now because Enneagrams are like it's 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 crazy how accurate and it's helpful yes and you've been able to tune into you're listening to your body. A lot of times people will like shove it down, bury it down and not like that. If it's, if it's affecting your body, something else is going on there. So I really love that you brought that up. I mean, I went through enough medically to know that like shoving it down comes out in weird ways and it's just not healthy. (laughs) If you could go back and, you know, tell your college self victory lap round two, <laughs> maybe that the day after your dad you know came and picked you up is there something you wish you would have known at the beginning of this journey I know we we don't have that pleasure but what would you have gone and said back at the beginning start taking care of myself really um to to really I, I ate like crap for so long and it caused so many issues. I truly believe um, that, that if I could have changed just what I was fueling my body with food wise, um, as well as just like ugh, all the toxic I was in at that time. Thankfully, I mean, I got out. I married David. He's great. Um, but really, I, I think that's what my biggest thing is you need to fuel your body differently in every single way. And then we have a lot of new moms in our audience as well. So is there any advice you have specifically for either moms to be in anxiety during that whole phase or, or even postpartum and any tips or advice for them? Postpartum is please stay in touch with their doctor. Um, I've had way too many friends and clients deal with postpartum depression and not recognize it as such. Um, So stay in touch with their doctor. They do want to listen. They do care. Um, But also it's so hard to go. And we all know it as, as moms now where we're at, we all know that that weird time between becoming a mom and still trying to be a friend and keep your girlfriends close. It's hard for all of us. It is hard for absolutely all of us and we get it. We've been there. Um, However you can connect with your tribe, do it, but it's going to be messy, but it is worth it. It's just so important to, you can get so lost in motherhood and I was so lost in motherhood and that's, I don't say that in a bad way. Like my babies are my world, but I'm important too. And that took me a long time to get back to me being the best version of me means that they get the absolute best version of mom that they can get. Um, And that is a huge thing I've learned just becoming more me again and doing things I love again is that they want me 
but I don't want to give them the mom that's touched out and like, Oh, don't touch me. Um, and when I'm the healthiest, I can show up for them and I'm happy. And that's important. Your happiness is important. Yeah, I definitely think that's true. Um, when we're happy, those we love are happy. Um, so I like to wrap up every interview with just a question. And if you need some think time, most people take a second because it's a toughie. You ready? <laughs> um, so we've asked you a lot of questions, but there might have been a message that you were hoping to get out to your audience today. And maybe we didn't tee you up for that. So do you have any last words of wisdom or advice or anything you want to leave our audience with that maybe we didn't set you up for? Um, just that you're your biggest advocate. And if you think something is off, um, and someone's not listening to you, you have every right to go to another doctor, to go find an alternative source of medicine, to go see an acupuncturist, but you are your biggest advocate, um, and you are worth advocating for. So that's it. I love that because I'm not good at that, but I'm getting better. She's a nine. She's like, I'm fine. It's fine. Oh, I don't like controversy <laughs> after everything that's happened. And there are things I wish I would have said. I wish I would have said, I'm not taking another round of steroids. I'm going insane. It took my mom saying, you are going insane. Well, I know our audience is going to want more of you. So can you tell them the best place to find you, follow you, stay in touch with you? I am at day party of five on all platforms. So remember easy. Well done. (laughs) Very easy. Day party of five. Wonderful. We can't say the same. We're like, okay, wait, we've got underscores. (laughs) The original was taken. Y'all tried to email me. I was like, oh, that one was taken. I had to take that one out. (laughs) The one thing that was taken. So do you, what resources do you offer now that we know where to find you? What are some things that maybe you offer or can help with? So that way they can kind of figure out what it is you do. Yeah. So I am a health coach. I lost 65 pounds in five months. I've kept it off for over three years now. Um, and I help other women do the same. It is not something I saw myself going into. Like I was, I was, I was big for a long time um, and very unhealthy, but it radically changed my life. And it has truly become a passion to be able to pay that gift forward and help others get that gift of health and get that confidence back and uh, feel better about themselves. That's my favorite. Um, And then, of course, I help people brand themselves, teach people how to use social media. Um, I have a big heart for small businesses. Uh, We have we have another we have legend trailers. It's it's a it is as country as it sounds. But it's our family business, and David is amazing at it. It wasn't my jam, but I found out that, I mean, and, I mean, advertising was my degree, so I'm finally using it, Mom. Um, <laughs> so really helping people um, learn and grow on social media. So, and all things. Lifestylish, right? Yeah, I like it. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It was an honor to have you, and we cannot wait till this message gets in everybody's ears. Yes, it has something for everyone. All right, don't go away. We help busy Christian women get the growth they want by giving them the tools they need in order to have happier, healthier lives.
We love providing our Christian-based personal growth podcast to our listeners at no cost. If you are enjoying the content, please consider supporting our mission by donating to our Patreon. We're a small team creating the show for our community by researching, recording, and producing the episodes ourselves. Any amount is greatly appreciated. Your support will help offset the cost of making and hosting the show. As a thank you, you can receive exclusive access. For more details on specific membership tiers, visit our Patreon page. Go to patreon.com forward slash witty and gritty. We've included the link in the show notes. 